So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? The Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Yes, yes, I always did. Your source for Doctor Who news, updates, reviews, and commentary. With your host, me, Jace Thorne. I think it's starting. Well, here we go again. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. I am your host, as always, Jace Thorin, and we've got an action-packed show for you guys this week. We will have the very first Doctor News segment, and I can't wait to share that with you guys. We will also have a guest interview, again with Sean Rowland, as we talk about his favorite Doctor, Peter Capaldi. He and I will give our review of Peter's run as the Doctor, So very, very excited about all that. Big news, as the Gallifrey Broadcasting System is now available on multiple different platforms, you can download the GBS podcast on OmniFringeRadio.com. That's OmniFringeRadio.com. The podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Be sure to download, rate, review, and above all, listen, as it helps us immensely at the GBS Podcast. There's more info available at facebook.com slash gbspodcast. So without further ado, let's start this thing with this week's Dr. News. I've got some news for you, dudes. All right, guys, and it's this week's Dr. News. Uh, This is going to be a new segment we're going to do every week on the show. It's a segment where we talk about all the cool updates in the world of Doctor Who. First news is Series 11 of Doctor Who will start in late 2018, announced the BBC. This means we'll have to wait over a year between Series 10 and 11. They haven't done enough of that already. Jesus Christ. (laughs) On the British version of the popular website eBay, David Tennant, top the list of most popular doctor with over 6,000 listings selling more than one related item per hour in the last three months. David Tennant merchandise is apparently the most sought after, which is shocking to me. I don't know why they're not selling more Matt Smith stuff. Uh, in at number two was the fourth doctor, Tom Baker, and number three being the 12th doctor, Peter Capaldi. I know I probably contributed at least to some of that. <laughs> Uh, Incoming Doctor Who showrunner Chris Chibnall was awarded an honorary doctorate by Edge Hill University for literature. So Chris Chibnall is a doctor himself now. Uh, That's pretty cool. And uh, finally this week, Jenna Coleman, known for playing Clara Oswald, praised the casting of Jodie Whittaker as the 13th Doctor. Coleman said, oh, I love it. I think it's genius. I think she is brilliant and uh, and lovely, and I can't wait to hear her speak. So it's pretty great to hear from former members of the show 
uh, praising, you know, the the casting of Jodie Whittaker. Because we're all really, really excited. So that does it for this week's Doctor News. And we're going to keep trucking along, guys, as we get into this week's guest interview. Could you all just stay still a minute? Because I am And we are back. It's Jay Storen. It's Sean Rowland. And I know we were going to talk about Series 10 in this episode, but I decided to to expand it just a little bit. We're going to talk all things Peter Capaldi. But before we get into that, the most important question I wanted to ask you, Sean, is the tattoo still happening? Yes. Actually, right after we get done with this, I'm going to get the first part of it done. So, <laughs> uh, for you listeners out there, I actually came in to see Sean... And the first thing he wanted to show me that he had actually shaved his arm in preparation for the tattoo. That's right. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've never actually shaved my arm hair. So for all I know, this arm hair could have been on my arm. The same hair that grew out when I was a boy could still be <laughs> on my arm for all I know. But uh, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and talk about Peter Capaldi, which you said last week was actually your favorite doctor. Why is that? So, I mean, we talked about it, too, how he was kind of plagued with some bad writing. And yeah, absolutely. So, and, absolutely. But it kind of just leads into why I think he's just one of my favorites, you know. He didn't have the great writing, but I think he was able to portray a fantastic doctor, someone that got tired of being a child or being young at heart, and he just was old and did what he wanted, had to do, you know, and then but also didn't want to change, you know, because towards the end of, you know, Series 10, yeah. all of Series 10, he's in, that, he's in the college, you know, and, the, as a professor, basically the entire time mm-hmm. watching over, uh, watching over uh, Misty. Spoilers, uh, mm-hmm. but <laughs> for hopefully, hopefully everyone's seen it at this point. Yeah. Uh, no, I guess I should say that. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Yeah, but if you're listening to this podcast hopefully and you haven't seen, seen if you haven't seen Series Ten, stop. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, turn this off. Go on Amazon yeah. Prime or whatever. Live you Live your life buy. the right way. Yeah, and buy this but. show. Yeah, no, he just, I think the way he was able to portray the Doctor, and I can't wait, with, with the way it end, ends with him not wanting to change, he's like, I've had enough, you know, I'm just old, I'm tired, you know, I'm over 2,000 years old, I just want to be done, you know, yeah. I think he did a great job at, at, at the way he was portraying the Doctor, so. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing you got to think about, is this regeneration, being the first regeneration of his, uh, of his new regeneration cycle, so this is he's already now at a point where he's lived longer than uh, lived longer than he thought he was going to he also uh you know spent what 600 years on Trenzalore yeah you know so the gap like he lived as the Matt Smith regeneration for a really long time like if you, if you want to you want to talk about like the timeline of the doctor like each regeneration has a specific age attached to it which honestly i think it's next to impossible to try to figure that out yeah, because it, well it's just too much going on the writers can't seem to keep consistent with it and then they moffat you know introduced the whole like the doctor just lies you can't trust anything the doctor says um but we at least know f- for a fact that he lived for 600 years on Trenzalore. A long, 
fucking time. Uh, even if you just say at that point he was still 900 years old. Just say he was just 900 years old, even though we know it's not true. You add 600 to that. Um, well, yeah, we... So... It's, a. Uh, it, it makes sense that he'd be that, like... I don't want to say grumpy, but I, I would... That's the first word that comes to mind with, with Peter. At least... Series 8, for sure. Definitely. It was a uh, darker, darker Series 8. And that's when they first introduced his version of the Doctor. That's what I think they were going for, was like this anti-hero type with mm-hmm. scenes like, you know, uh, the line was, uh, oh, this is Clara, she's my... And then she goes, I'm his carer. And what she meant was like, I take care of him. But he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, she's my carer. She cares for me, so I don't... I don't have to. Yeah, exactly. And that was the second episode. So that was like the, the second episode of of us seeing Peter. So that, again, proves... Or another one would be when uh, Deep Breath, the first episode of mm-hmm. Series 8, uh, he calls humans pudding brains. And he's like... I mean, he was yelling at everybody in that episode. He's yelling at the homeless guy. He's yelling at Clara. Mm-hmm. He's yelling at everybody. And... I was, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how I, I felt about that series, I guess. Well, you know, I've talked about it. So we, we feel like season, series, there's only two really awful seasons in Doctor Who, to me. Like, two truly awful seasons of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Season three and season eight. Well, season eight definitely <laughs> is, is, is bad. Uh, it was, it just, there were, like, there wasn't very good stories. I mean, Listen was a good episode. Listen was a good episode. Uh... Besides that, it really wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was. It was I mean, the, obviously, the introduction of Missy was cool, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll get we'll talk about her more later. But Peter, his first series was really like about this dark Avenger, you know? Who mm-hmm. I mean, he was still the Doctor. He was still saving people, but he didn't try to sugarcoat anything. He was like, "Oh, this person has to die for me to do the rest of this." Already, adios, and mm-hmm. he'd go about his business. Everyone, shut up! I'm thinking, you know, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. Then yeah, and then we get into series nine, and then that's where I feel like they really found their stride with mm-hmm. with his doctor. Now series nine I thought was really well written. There were some really great episodes in it. I liked it probably more than series ten, but uh, it was still kind of the same thing. It was up and down, but with Peter and, and his character he became a little bit more caring they didn't care so much about making him he was still grumpy yeah but he he really started to find his own as the doctor i loved the introduction of this is so controversial because everyone gives me weird looks when i say this i like the sonic sunglasses oh i love the sonic sunglasses i thought it was cool everyone talked about them everyone lost their shit like they're like oh the doctor uses a screwdriver not every do- version of the Doctor has had a sonic screwdriver, first off. Yeah. Like, so for all you modern Who fans who think the Doctor has to have a sonic screwdriver, maybe now, but it wasn't always, it wasn't always that way. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting that they, they changed it up. Well, yeah, because we talked about it before, how we, we don't think that the screwdriver, you know, him not focusing on the screwdriver, even though he got a new one, is going to go towards the, you know, new Doctor. They're gonna, she's going to use the, the screwdriver. So I think the Sonic Sunglasses was great because without that you wouldn't have had episodes. Now even though I didn't really like the episode, you know where the freaking uh, 
the hell are they? They're freaking monks, you know? When, when he goes blind, you couldn't have had an episode like that if they didn't have the sunglasses, but still. Let me should... just talk on that for a second. I thought... I know I... you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just talk on that for a second. First thing, monks. The, the monks, mm-hmm. whatever... Or the Eaters of Light order. Whatever you want to call them. Terrible villains. It was awful. They made it made no Zero sense. sense. It it really didn't. And didn't like, do anything for the story. Not at all. And I, I this is an, a perfect example of Moffat trying to like. He tries so hard to to twist you, like yeah. to like. Oh, you thought this, but I got you with this, and I just. I th- I thought they were tel- terrible villains. They built him up as like they were gonna be like the big bad. Yeah. Like that was how like. Well, like I actually like the f- well, first episode. You actually see him, or you kind of see him in, is you know extremists or whatever. And I liked extremists, the premise behind that episode. You know where it wasn't really a real world; everything was virtual. And yeah. People killing themselves to get out of it, type of thing. Yeah, I thought that again. But there's Moffat's crazy. Yeah. But he. It, Took a bad turn when they started focusing on the monks. Yeah, that. I mean, like the doctor, the a virtual version of the doctor who was designed for them to study, mm-hmm. actually figures out that he's virtual immediately, and then s- is able to send a message to, to the doctor, doctor yeah. through his sonic sunglasses. I, yeah, that yeah. was that was interesting, and that <laughs> I saw online. There's actually a like you know, there's the Metacrisis Doctor mm-hmm. and then no. the Dream Lord. Oh, there, okay. That's considered <laughs> that's that's considered a version of the Doctor. Wow, a pseudo version of the Doctor. That's crazy. So speaking of Moffat, what's your overall feeling of Moffat, and uh, are you sad to see him go? Well, I mean, I can't really say I'm at, at this point in it. I think it's it's his time to go. Mm. I think it's it's it. You you've had a good run. You gave us Matt Smith. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's well, get out of here. I noticed, you know, when Matt Smith was leaving the show, Stephen Moffat was, like, all on his jock about, you know, how he's the greatest doctor ever. He even said that there was a, a behind-the-scenes extra for the episode Time of the Doctor, mm-hmm. where, you know, where Matt Smith regenerates that Christmas special. Yeah. And in front of the crew... of and uh, in front of the writers and everything, you know, Matt Smith's in costume, and they're filming, and he stops the filming to, you know, give Matt a round of applause, and he he actually says, I don't know what he says specifically, but along the lines of, uh, let's give a round of applause to Matt Smith, the greatest actor ever to play the role of the Doctor. And then Peterson and they have been like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that at that point, Peter hadn't actually played the role yet. All we, we yeah. had seen was <laughs> yeah, his eyes, was his eyebrows. But <laughs> now I've been watching, like you know, the Comic Con panel they had, and little snippets of interviews recently, and he's not giving Peter that kind of praise at all. Like he is obviously giving Peter praise, but nothing compared to what he was giving. Matt well, Smith. I'm not going to get... Uh, nothing against Matt Smith. We're not talking about Matt Smith right now. We're talking about Peter Capaldi. But nothing against Matt Smith. He was a great doctor. But it's one of those things, too. I think he became the doctor at, like, the perfect moment and played it so well. That's just kind of, you know... if I think if anyone else would have taken over the role at that point, or if he would have been, like, Tenet, and then Tenet took over, 
at that point, like they would have swapped. Yeah. I think it would have been the other way around because I think it was just the time the show was at, and he came into it just right and played the doctor so well that it kind of allowed that to happen, you know. Uh, but, I don't know. I disagree, but I, I I know what you mean. Yeah. So that might be a little hard to explain, but but with Moffat, I no my I, personal opinion get is back to your, yeah no I'm not sad I mean, I'm not he, sad to see him go. He did yeah I'm not sad to see him go. He did write some great episodes. I mean, oh man, I I really wish I could remember this guy's name, and I really wish I could remember his book's name. I met that guy. Uh, he wrote the. 50, he wrote a book of uh, oh, listing the 50 greatest Doctor Who didn't stories you, of all time. Didn't you go to a panel or something? At the, yeah. Dragon, it went, was, was it Dragon Con you went to a panel mm-hmm, at? Yeah, it was, it was a panel. He was uh, on the panel. I think very, very nice guy. But he, uh, so if you guys want to check out the 50 greatest Doctor Who stories, something along those lines, um, th- that's what the book was called. Mm-hmm. He um, listed, you know, all these different stories, and it included Classic Who as well. And the number one story he put, and I, I, I tend to agree with him, is Day of the Doctor. Yeah, which definitely. was the fiftieth anniversary special. Yeah, we watched that in theaters, and it was awesome. Yeah, that was that it was, was wild. great. It was, ugh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was one of the best cinematic experiences. And if you guys haven't seen, there's actually. It, a little intro just for the mm-hmm. theaters. If you ever get a chance, I know we're getting completely off topic, we'll go back to Capaldi in Series 10 and or A9 and 8, whatever, but if you ever get a chance to watch a Doctor Who episode in theater, do it. Like, you need to do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic. So, like, if they have a Christmas special near you in Christmas where you can watch it in theater, buy a damn ticket. <laughs> there, oh, um, select theaters around the United States are showing the five Doctors right now, which was a multi-doctor story from Classic mm-hmm. Who with the first five doctors. Technically, it was the first four, or not the first four, it was uh, actually three. Uh, it had the fifth doctor in it, had third doctor, had the second doctor. Uh, William Hartnell was dead by this point, so they recast. So David Bradley, who's playing the, the first doctor now, is the third actor yeah. to have ever played the, the first doctor. So they recast the first Doctor, and then Tom Baker, the obviously the fourth Doctor, uh, they wanted him to be part of the episode, and he refused. So to add him to the episode, because they couldn't sell it as, you know, hey, uh, it's it's Doctors 1, 2, 3, 5, because yeah, then the whole right. story is, where's 4? So they used footage from an episode of Doctor Who that never aired and clipped it into... Nice. Um, but anyway, um, just to end the thing with Moffat, not, he, he wrote great stories. I think he just tried a little too hard to, to, to twist us. Mm-hmm. And I think he left some, some standing legacies that'll definitely the day doctor being one of them. Um, Missy, Missy. Being, in, being another one. I thought there were songs in there. I mean, yeah, I thought I thought those were all great uh, episodes and uh, character great characters. Arcs. Yeah, just arcs. Period. Story arcs. Um, but I, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm extremely excited for everything new. Like the show's mm-hmm. going through a whole, completely whole its own regeneration. Massive change. New. You know, Chris Chibnall. You know, Jodie Whittaker. It's just gonna be a whole new thing. And we know, at least. You know, who, you never know with Doctor Who, but we're as sure as we can be at the moment that 
that Pearl isn't coming back. Uh, did you watch the trailer? Well, yeah, we know she's coming Maybe back. Trailer, Christmas... We don't know if she's going to stay. Yeah. Well, she did that Comic-Con panel on the Aster, because this oh, was they? post-Christmas special trailer. Okay, okay. I didn't so she, you know, everyone was talking about how she's going to be in the Christmas special, which who knows how that's going to happen. I guess the yeah. pilot brings her back. But uh, she's not going to be in Series 11, as far okay. as we know. So, new Doctor, new Companions, new writer, new everything. everything. New TARDIS. Yeah, man, new TARDIS, yeah. Um, so, what do you, flowers all over it, you know. What do you think was Peter's best episode? The like, best episode? What, yes. Not okay. sp- oh, specific man. episode. I'll tell you which one I like. Um, okay, yeah, go ahead, cause that's a tough one. My favorite is probably Heaven Sent. Heaven Sent was a good one. That was the episode where Peter was, or the Doctor was trapped inside his confession dial. Oh, yeah, it is a great episode. And he had to die. Yeah, I forgot the name. Over. A billion years or something like that. Yeah. He, um, that was a, so well written. It was also really interesting in that Peter, the actor, had to pl- play that whole episode alone. Yeah, the entire episode's alone. And he had to play a he had to play a version of himself every time that figured out something a little bit extra. But it was that doc that doctor's first time going through it, you yeah. know. So because he yeah. kept leaving himself mm-hmm. stuff all around the the area. Now so. I wasn't a I wasn't a big fan of the episode afterwards, which was Hellbent, because there was a little bit of contingencies around it that didn't make a lot of sense. But I thought it was a Heaven Sent was a great episode. Well written, you know, the execution of it, the way it was directed was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably have to agree with you. It's probably one of his best episodes. One I particularly liked was uh, was Thin Ice. Uh, I actually liked Thin Ice. From Series uh, 10? Yeah. I actually really? Liked, yeah, I liked Thin Ice. And the reason why, it's a little weird. Okay, so the only reason really I like that episode is uh, not only does it kind of hint at some stuff, just, you know, I'm a huge River Song conspiracy mm-hmm. guy. So it hints at some stuff from River Songs days, but uh, it also that's kind of to me where Pearl actually got to see what the Doctor was all about, you know, because when he was sitting there talking to that douchebag, I don't remember his damn name, you know, or whatever, and he's talking about how that child's worth that just died in the river is your worth, and Pearl's like sitting there like I think that's when Pearl and him finally kind of like they finally kind of connected. She Mm -hmm. understood what he was about Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So and what kind of person he really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to save everyone that he could, and he saved that, you know, saved the giant fish-looking thing. But I like, I like that episode just because of the pearl side of it. She actually figured out who the Doctor was all about. Another good episode. I mean, we talked about Listen. Listen was a decent Listen episode. Um, I think the Magician's Apprentice arc that that was the one where, and I gotta ask you, did Davros? Did he get you? Because he got me. I genuinely believed, like, he was dying, that it wasn't a trick. Because that was... I have to remember. I can't remember back to that. I don't know. I I always... You can never trust Davros. So, <laughs> anytime anything happens... Yeah, and that was... You're like, you're like where is it at? Well, that's why <laughs> it was like... That's why it was so crazy to me that I, I should have believed him. Because, you know, he did the, the thing where... He finally opens his eyes for mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. 
the characters existed for 40 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that swerved me. I genuinely believed Davros was, you know, I didn't think he was going to be good, but I, I genuinely believed he was dying. Of course, then, you know, we get swerved. Oh, you know an episode that I forgot about? And I was just, I was just looking up stuff on my, on my phone real quick. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, I can't remember all the name episodes, names. Uh, was the the time heist episode? I actually like that one. Yeah, because it was all Capaldi the entire time. It was okay. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but that was one of those weird Stephen Moffat episodes we tried. Really right. Long. So uh, it was it was. I mean, we knew the whole time that the architect was the doctor. Yeah. I that wasn't that wasn't surprising to me at all, and also that was another example of them trying really hard to make him like grumpy Mm -hmm. which if you remember at the end of the episode like he's everyone shut up shut up shut 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 the up 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 yeah 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 they kind of tried to turn the shut up thing into like his drama and they they, they quit that that, yeah which the doctor doesn't necessarily have to have catchphrase you know i mean uh fourth doctor obviously had you know do you want a jelly baby yep everybody had their little thing other than that, I mean, well, uh, another, th- I guess, reverse the polarity of the neutron flow was kind of a uh, <laughs> a catchphrase for the third Doctor. Um, so we talked about the best story. What's the worst episode you can think of? By, by, by far, Robot of Sherwood. Yeah, <laughs> by far hands down. I think I think that I, I think we're in agreement there. It was really <laughs> so bad. Bad man. It was really bad. It's so bad. Um, nope. I thought sleep no more, which was or or mummy on the Orient Express. I didn't like that one. Either. No, that see it. That's all series eight though. That's, that's the horrible part. Like you could go through so many. Well, sleep no eight. more was series nine, but yeah, series eight just had a, a lot of big stinkers. Uh, even Death in Heaven wasn't that great, you know, which was the Series 8 ending. I mean, Introduction of Missy was cool. Yeah. And, and I, I, obviously... Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm actually, you know what, now that I'm realizing it, I, I, this just clicked in my brain. Missy, what is the, the Master's obsession with making fucking Cybermen? Like... He loves Cybermen. <laughs> Like, Jesus. He wants to get rid of the human race, create his own damn thing, I guess. I don't know. But uh, he's crazy. Who, who knows? He's just crazy. But uh, I forgot about the... Uh, you remember that uh, episode? I think it was... Uh, it's in Series 8, but it's a uh, flatline. Well, the one with the graffiti crap that was, like, coming to life and stuff. That that haunts my memories. Like, I hated that episode where, like, the graffiti stuff, like, comes out and tries to, like, go and, like, suck up people and, like, pull them Oh, into... the, with the boneless. Yeah. Yeah, that oh. was not, yeah, that was another bad episode. <laughs> what also upset me about that episode was that Peter Capaldi's, they must have done shoot, like, reshoots or done, or obviously with a television program, they don't shoot things in sequential mm-hmm. order. They shoot things based on location and what's convenient and, and time efficient. Uh, but in the course of the shooting, they must have had a, a break or something because Peter Capaldi's hair was not in continuity with yeah. the show. That's the show for And it, it drove me insane. And like, I, just I, cut his damn hair. That's what I'm saying. Like, they should have just cut it. If, if, if he was... 
Peter, if you're listening, I know you're not. But if, you, if somehow you are, yeah. one, I love you. Don't listen to anything he says. You're my no, favorite. I, but, I, no, and two, but... I need to give you my address and my phone number. I want a hug. <laughs> I love Peter as well. I think he's a great doctor. But, bro, your hair, you gotta... Oh, you, you look right now, actually, man. I'm growing mine out for yeah. it right now. Oh, my God. Did you see... All right. Well, actually, I'll, I'll save... Remind me about the hair later. We'll talk about something else. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Clara, which, what, how, do you think she worked well with the doctor? Do you like the way that... Uh, I, to, I told you before, I, I did not like Clara personally. I think they tried to turn her into some super secret spy doctor type girl, and mm -hmm. I hated it. How mm -hmm. she could just walk into a room and know exactly what's going on, just like the doctor would. Hated everything about it. Well, you know... Yeah. Here's my feel on it, and I, I read an interesting comment about it, and it kind of changed my perspective on the situation. I hate when you do this to me. <laughs> when you're always like, my, my uh, perspective's been changed. <laughs> well, that's the thing, know, about, that's the thing about opinions, is they, <laughs> they change. That's It's like when politicians will say, like, oh, at one point you said this, and now you're, say, and you're saying this now, you're flip-flopping. It's like, no, I heard new information... And I changed my opinion. Yeah. That's called learning. It's not flip-flopping. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, continue. So I learned new information. So Clara, um, her death is kind of perfect if you think about it. Because you I, are I, right. I thought, yeah, I thought it ended really good. Well, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, Clara's death made a lot of sense. Because Series 9, especially. Series 8, not so much. We had the, the Danny Pink arc. I don't even want to talk about that. Which, you know, they completely dropped in Series 9. Yeah. Um, you know, her, that whole look. Again, Moffat yeah, trying everyone to... everyone thought Clara was leaving at the end of Series 8. Danny was going to stay type of stuff. And Yeah, I remember. We were yeah. all speculating that about Danny that. Like, oh, yeah. I did not see Danny Pink's death coming, but it wasn't, like, shocking to me as much yeah, as yeah, it was I just, was just like, like... Oh, cool. You know, whatever. Moving on. But... With Series 9, Clara really, you know, tried to be... She was, you know, clever. She was m more clever than most people. She would do things, was you know... It, was it in Series 9 where she had the episode where she called herself the Doctor? Because, was it the one where where he was stuck in the short, small toilet? Oh, that's Flatline. That yeah, was that Series flat 8. Oh, yeah, she the whole time she's like, yeah, I'm the Doctor. And he's yeah. like, don't you dare. Yeah, that's <laughs> Series 8. But the same thing, Series 9. What happens in... Um, uh, what is it? Face the Raven. What happens is is that Clara kind of feels like she is the doctor. Or not so much the the doctor. Is she's like, I'm just as capable and smart as he is. And she tries to... that What she does is something the doctor would do. The doctor would do that. He would... Take, get, the, take the time. and Right. And, and, you know, try to... Like, alright, I've got... I'll solve this problem later. I need to help everyone. I, mean, yeah. I have six minutes left to figure out how to get rid of this thing type of thing. And the difference between Clara and the Doctor isn't that, you know, she's a human, he's a Time Lord. I guess that is the difference. But the Doctor, yeah, the, Clara represents what the Doctor would be if he did not have the luxury of regeneration. Yeah. The Doctor has made mistakes all the time. He, you know, he died now, what, 14, 13, yeah. 14 times. And pe a lot of people have died along the way. Yeah. Um, 
and but Clara had never she had experienced one regeneration, mm-hmm. and it was through old age. It wasn't the doctor making a mistake, so she got firsthand, you know, the taste of the bits that she didn't see. Yeah. Of the doctor, like, hey, you know. Mistakes being made. and I had to absorb the time vortex because one of my companions tried to save me. Or, you know, I had to absorb a bunch of radiation energy because an old man. gets trapped. So, you know, I, I, I did think her first death made a lot of sense. And if Face the Raven would have been Clara's last episode, I think it would have ended perfectly. No, oh, yeah, we talked about it. we talked about that though. But then, yeah, they give her a TARDIS, two and episodes, a companion. fucking Moffat man. Two episodes later, because then we see her, she, we see a cameo of Clara. It's not Clara; it's the Doctor thinking in his own mind uh, in the in that episode, Heaven Sent, mm-hmm. which again I thought was great, and I I didn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. Then series uh, or series in the very next episode. Hellbent, the Doctor makes it back to Gallifrey, which we, you know, that's what they've been building towards since Doctor Who came back on the air in 2005, which was the return of the Time Lords in Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they do it right? I don't think, I no, I don't think so. No, it was kind of brief. Thing. Yeah, and it did not really reference it at no. all, except a hey, little. Hey, so how'd y'all get out? Oh, well, we, you know, we had all that time, and we finally figured out how to... Boom, whatever. Yeah. And then now, for all we know, a shielder, me, whatever you want to call her, yeah. and Clara are still flying around in a, uh, in a diner somewhere. And That's right. it yeah, just. I forgot it was a diner. It completely, for me, took away the emotional significance of her death. If you were just going to bring her back, you know, a couple episodes later, give her a time machine. She's now has. Is she immortal? I don't even know. And like, I get. Well, no, she's like she's brought. She's living that last second. That okay yeah. doesn't make any sense yeah. though. She has one second left. That doesn't make any sense because they kept making it a big deal that like Clara's death is an established event. So if she doesn't die there, it's gonna like break time, and then. Peter, you know, the doctor forgets didn't he say her. Some, well, yeah, didn't they say something like he told her or something like that? It was like, you could... She, or her and her shoulder, she was like, yeah, you know, boom. Because I, I can always go back to my that one second or some shit like that, you know. But it's like, why would you? It doesn't make any sense. It just, like, yeah, it's just confusing. Just I mean, time travel... Yeah, I time know. travel is confusing in and it, <clears throat> of itself. But that really just didn't make a lot of sense to me. So, moving from Clara... What'd you think of Bill? Actually, like I told you before, I mean, we talked about it in the last episode. I really like Bill. Uh, yeah. A lot. She's fantastic. I thought Promacky did a great job. I hate to see she's her go really, after one series. She's, or she's, one season, rather. She did a great job. I, I think it was really great for the show to bring mm-hmm. the first openly gay companion. Well, you could say Captain Jack. Yeah, he's not really. He's everything. Well, he's pansexual, yeah. omnisexual, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh,. But I, I liked it. I, I thought it was, you know, not only is it progressive, but also it was just, it, it made sense for that character. 
And people can say, well, why are they forcing it down our throats, you know? I don't, if she's gay, who cares? We don't have to see it. It's like, well, we've seen companions have love interests before. Clara was, you know. Yeah, again, I said it before. If you're a true Doctor Who fan, you don't care. Mm -hmm. You're just going to watch it and you're going to enjoy it. Any anybody griping about that or griping about Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor doesn't watch Doctor Who. Yeah, isn't it, there? It either isn't a Doctor Who fan. We're supposed to bitch about something. Or is it just a, a weirdo, and we don't care about your opinion wanna, anyway. I just want to get off on bitching about something they know nothing about. Right. So, but I I, I loved Bill. Mm-hmm. I, I it was great to have a companion who didn't know and understand everything yeah so it could reintroduce you know the doctor to new fans as well as she's that fish out of water character so when the doctor explains things to her he's explaining it to us the audience as well yeah, absolutely so we have a better understanding of what's going on um nardal i know i know your opinion on nardal but i like nardal Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't like him. Yeah, no, you don't. Matt Lucas, uh, if you're listening, you're probably a great guy. I did not like your character at uh, all. I love Nardole. I did. I the um the Christmas episode or the I Christmas special. Anyways. Yeah, the the Christmas special with uh, husbands of River Song. He's that's his. Yeah. Where the first time we yeah. see Nardole. Yep. He gets his head cut off. You know, becomes part of right. Hydroflex. Yeah. I thought that was fine. Like, I, I had no problem with him in that episode because he was just a supplementary character. Then we see him, you know, we get the, that whole year where we didn't have Doctor Who. Oh, it was brutal. But then we go brutal. to the next Christmas special, which is uh, the Mysterio. What is it? Oh, uh, Return of... Uh, the Return of Doctor Mysterio. Mysterio. <laughs> what a... I'm sorry. Another stupid uh, yeah. episode. I know you hated it. I enjoyed it. I didn't say it was great. I enjoyed it, though. Like, I get that you're trying to play <laughs> on the whole everything's about superheroes nowadays. Yeah. I was not a fan of that episode. Did not enjoy watching it. Um, and then they brought Nardle back for that. And then now he was a recurring character. And I get his purpose. Like, the purpose of him was that they, the Doctor can't be trusted. Yeah. To be a, like, to, to do, do what something. he said he was going to do, yeah. So he needed a physical representation of his conscience. Like, that's what Nardal was, was like a physical representation of, of you know, like, you should be doing this. Yeah. But I just I didn't like it. I, I just, he didn't seem like an interesting character. They tried to play him off as this badass. Like, Nardal was a badass who, but he was also cowardly. Yeah. Which those things seem to me to be. If you're gonna be badass, you can't. Those things are mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? I think he's supposed to be a little bit of like a comedic relief type of thing. I have permission to kick your ass, and then something happens, and he's like, ah! I mean, like, you know. Yeah, but then at the end of series ten, the doctor leaves him on the ship because he can handle it. It's like. Yeah, but he, he can also fly had, like, the TARDIS had, like, a little bit. And... He had that lady that fell in love with him on that ship too. So yeah, same thing. I just and then did we? Maybe I missed it. Maybe it just they never really explained it. So he just got his, the doctor just gave him a body. 
Yeah, and he, like, built him a body or something like that. But he, I, he, he, like, referenced it one time, I think. I don't remember the episode, but he, like, referenced it, like, one time. He's like, I did this for you. I gave you a whole, I gave you a whole new body. You know, or whatever. I, I just couldn't get over that. I just, I was like, you were a head, and now you're not, and... Well, you're still a head, just with a mechanical body. It's like a cyborg. <sighs> All right. Cyborg so, anyway... Robot. Did you see the trailer for the the Christmas special coming up? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. What'd you think? Uh, I was excited, especially when I saw Bill pop back up. I was like, oh, heck yeah, you know, type of thing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm curious to see how it all pans out. You know, I mean, I, I'm not gonna even gonna try to get the speculation what the episode's gonna be like. We kind of hit on that last time, but I do think that they're gonna do they're gonna reshoot or show us the first regeneration again. Like, that it's going to show us not only um, Peter's regeneration, but... Oh, you think kind of like they did in the uh, 50th anniversary special, where like, we you saw John Hurt's... John Hurt turn, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever? Yeah, I think okay. we're going to get that. And... Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I think... I'm, I'm really excited for this year's Christmas special. Uh, Mark Gatiss, who is, mm-hmm. you know, you know, been all... Up in Doctor Who for years yeah. and years and years, is he's leading the show as well. He's playing a character. We don't know much about him except for his name is called the Captain, or that's all he's known as at yeah. the moment. You might remember Mark played. Uh, he was also in that episode, the Lazarus Experiment. He was the guy who, with the uh, David Tennant, who was old and then became young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then became a monster. Yeah, yeah, not a great one. I did not like that episode. But he was in a bunch of other episodes as well. Uh, what We talked a little bit about the Sonic sunglasses. Did you like the addition of the guitar? Like the, the Doctor yeah, playing the guitar? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, there's, there's no episode that could be like the Doctor is just like, whatever, having a good time. Then when he shows up on a tank. Yeah. With a guitar. Yeah. I really <laughs> like, thought... I thought that was epic. I, I really just, did. Just ripping it out, you know? It's whatever. And dude. they've talked about things in the past, like the Doctor being a great musician, or mm-hmm. the Doctor having talent. Didn't they say he was... Which one did they say he was? Like, I don't know. I can't remember. They said there was an episode where like he actually wrote one of the, like, one of the most famous songs or whatever. And some shit like that because there wasn't he went to see that person and the person didn't oh, exist. Oh no no no! You're talking about um, the bootstrap paradox, which was that um, he was giving a random example. He yeah, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't actually true. him. Yeah, but I'm just saying like he gave that example where it's like it was he Beethoven's went, Fifth Symphony. Yeah, went to go see Beethoven. Realized Beethoven never existed, mm-hmm. so he wrote it. And, you know. Well, yeah. The 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 I was trying to explain this to my girlfriend because she. We, I've been slowly introducing her to Doctor Who, and she, we watched, man, what episode did we watch? It was, it doesn't even matter. We were watching some David Tennant episode, and after the episode ended, she was like, why wouldn't he, he has a time machine, why wouldn't he just go back in time and prevent so-and-so from happening? You know, and, and I was like, because then if he does that, then he wouldn't have... If he goes back in time and prevents himself from experiencing it, then he wouldn't go back in time to stop himself from experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, you, can't, it, you can't explain stuff like that to someone. I mean, you just kind of have to get, figure it out, you know, get it, or mm-hmm. you don't. Like, <laughs> it's just how it goes, you know? But, uh, 
Yeah, so I like the guitar and everything like that. Sonic, Sonic, I thought that was I thought that brought really I thought that's when it really was just like yeah. perfect. Boom. My point ultimately was that the doctor <laughs> we've been told through dialogue, you know, the doctor has all these different talents. He's a great painter, great cook, great musician, whatever. We're expected to believe it because he's the doctor and he's lived a long time and had a bunch of experiences. I thought it was great that we actually got to see something different. Like, they actually see the Doctor do it. And obviously, Peter Capaldi being a great guitarist himself, just, you know, was a was a great use of reality to weave in that that um, story, I guess. Or not story so much as just a character attribute. Did you like that Peter was the first actor to have a Scottish accent? Yeah. Man, I wish I could remember this. Thing. I saw a meme on the internet about the uh, the reason the doctor chooses the voice he has, and I thought it was really funny. I can't remember the prior ones, but it was talking about how Matt Smith had Amy as a companion, and so he honored her with the Scottish voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I also saw something where it was like, hey, I get to be Scottish, and then David Tennant's in the background going, what the hell? Well, that's, yeah, that's why I think it's funny, and maybe it was just because... Peter could, can't do an English accent, but if you're David Tennant, you gotta at least be a little bit like you asshole. Yeah, like what the hell, guys? <laughs> like I'm Scottish. Yeah. Um, and most of the time you really couldn't tell, but there were some speeches like you could that Scottish accent would really yeah, come out. Would come out, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> speaking of speeches. What did you think, like, was the doctor, this doctor's defining, like, speech? Like, I, I was... Oh, e easy, easy. The freaking finale, man, when he's going on and while he's just kind. He does it because it's kind. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. <laughs> he's talking to the master. Yeah. And, and the and, master. Yeah, Misty, Misty and the master, master, master. Yeah. Master, master squared. Um, uh. I, I thought that was a great speech. I, I really think that speech embodied the character, the doctor, wholly, and Peter really nailed it. it he delivered great. it well. But you could really hear that Scottish, mm -hmm. like, he's like... It's just I, I, kind. Yeah, just yeah. going into it, you know. Um, I also thought another great speech was the, the one with the, the Zygon inversion. Oh, uh, yeah. Where they have the boxes, mm -hmm. and he's talking to him about war. Yeah. But that was another great speech. <clears throat> that was a good one. What do you think was this version of the Doctor's defining moment, or Peter Capaldi's defining moment? Like it, it, you know, when I think about Matt Smith, I would say his defining moment as the Doctor. You know, it could be the maybe the uh, Day of the Doctor episode. I I tend to think. Hmm. Now I'm. Trying to think. Yeah, you got me beat, man. Damn. I know David Tennant, I would say his defining moment would be the episode where Rose is trapped in the parallel universe and they're on the walls next yeah. to each other. Uh, Christopher Eccleston's defining moment would probably be the episode, you know, are, the the orphan child, Are You My Mummy, maybe, or uh, Absorbing I'm, the Time Vortex. I'm going to go with his defining moment that led into his departure basically kind of turned him into what he was all in series you know series 10 was would be when 
he re- when he realized he was losing Clara when she had the thing on the back of her neck and everything mm-hmm. like that and he just looks at after everything happens and he just looks at me or whatever and he's just like kind of pissed off and yeah. he's like don't let me see you again and then kind of goes into that thing to go into the confession dial yeah you know I think that's his thing because then it led to him that entire series 10 of just staying put just like nope not doing anything else do you know what Peter Capaldi was asked this question what would the what do you think is his defining moment and he said that it was Byron's Pompeii <laughs> <laughs> uh, was uh, his eyebrows he said that the 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 clip of the day of the doctor him you know uh, he said he he feels like that was like the, the where you really like got jump started yeah like you were like Whoa. I don't know, I'm just in terms of like him playing the doctor and everything I don't know it's really hard to pinpoint but I liked the change from when he lost Clara mm-hmm. so bet what do you who do you think was the best villain I, this is it feels like is an easy question yeah Missy yeah. It has to be. Yeah, because the there was great stuff there. I mean, there was her killing people, all this other sort of stuff happening, you know, uh, and then, you know, with the, like that whole Osgood thing and all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, that's a story for another day. But, you know, then also this arc to right at the end, turning basically good. And then, you know, of course, getting stabbed in the back by yourself. But... Uh, we said this last week, but yeah. that was so perfect. It was great. The master, if that is if, really how they end the master, that's perfect. If uh, if I was a time lord and I ran into a female version of myself, I would dance with myself, just like the master did. No, you wouldn't just to dance I, with yeah. your. Well, let's not talk about that. Okay, huh. you know it's is that? No, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I I thought Missy was great. I I I really enjoyed the. The way that um, Michelle Gomez played that character, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that she was Scottish too. Um, I really have nothing bad to say about Missy. No, absolutely not. I I thought that was character was played perfectly, like mm-hmm. pretty much flawless. Um, I think honestly they could only do the Master's Redemption though through a female. Yeah. So. I like to use her as a kind of an example. You know, people are worried about the the doctor becoming a female, and uh, I'm I'm not worried at all because it just adds better. Honestly, there's so much you can do. Yeah, and there's emotions. Okay, there's emotions that cannot be expressed by a guy. Yeah, there's gonna be emotions and things she's gonna say and do that you're gonna be like, oh, I haven't seen this before because you couldn't have had it before. And I think with Miss Missy's redemption, you know, the Master's redemption, it swerved us, or it swerved me at least, because you know the scene, or like throughout series ten, you know, it shows him, you know, talking to her in the vault, and there was mm. that scene at the end of the episode where they're both sitting in the vault, and she starts crying, and she says, you know, I, I can remember all the people I killed. She's like, you didn't tell me about this bit, and I remember thinking when I first viewed that episode, oh, what is this bitch got up her sleeve? She's gonna do something. Yeah, yeah. And then later, you know, she's piloting the TARDIS and she's like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm not gonna do anything and I kept thinking, what, like, where's what, it gonna happen? Where's she, it gonna like, happen? do something. She's gonna have something up her sleeve. And then she kind of went to the master's side and then ultimately was like, no, 
I need to stand with him. And then turns around, turns around to go walk back with him, you know, so. I, 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 I don't know if I said something about this last week. It bears repeating if I did. When the master hits her with the laser screwdriver and tells her she can't regenerate, he's bleeding now, he's dying. She's laying on the ground dying, and he tells her, you know, now she can't regenerate. And she just starts laughing. Got nothing else. Like, <laughs> and then, then John Sims' master starts laughing. And they both, like, look, they both have that, like, kinship of, like, of course it is. How could, it was, wasn't going to end any other way. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't end any other way. Yeah. But, um, uh, just to, you know, recap, I think, I, I like Capaldi, like I said, he's my favorite. Um, I think at this point, he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone can disagree as much as you want. Everybody mm-hmm. has their favorite doctor. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think he's getting the ending that he wants and the ending that he deserves. I think it's going to be a fantastic exit from the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait to see it. So, we're going to see what happens. One, I guess one final thing, because I know you got to go, he's got to get his tattoo guys. Yeah, my tattoo guys. How do you want to see him regenerate? How do you want... How do you... Do you want it to be... I kind of want... As he's regenerating, like, kind of like... Okay, we've had all these... I like Matt Smith's. He kind of had, like, a monologue type of thing. He was like, oh, you know, oh, get ready. It's going to be a doozy. You know, and does his thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I kind of want him to just kind of calmly just... Have, like, a small little monologue type of thing as he's regenerating in front of someone. I don't know, Bill or whoever... You know, the new companion maybe that we see, or even his first self, who knows? You know, just have some sort of little monologue and be like, you know what, I've been through this, I've seen this, I've blah, 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 blah. I'm ready to move on and... <laughs> Jody Wicker. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boobs. <laughs> Boom. Short and boobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we'll end there, guys. Uh, so that I appreciate you coming on today and talking to me. Yeah, next more. time I'll have a tattoo that we can uh, look at and... You know, maybe one day we'll make a video of one of these and maybe people can see it, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys, it's time we wrap up this week's show. I want to thank everyone for listening and riding along. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the GBS podcast, hit up the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Next week's episode will be a commentary of the first episode of series 10, the pilot. So really excited to share that with you guys. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to hit up the Facebook as well. That does it for me, Geronimo. 